Welcome to the Golden Mike Podcast, where personal growth simply isn't enough. I'm your host, Mark Cordone, a positive psychology coach, a do-gooder from the island of misfit toys who founded the Joy Revolution. Each week, I'll wrap with an extraordinary guest doing extraordinary things through their own revolutionary work to talk about the ups, downs, and all arounds of life. It's my mission to provoke and empower you through increased joy and inspire you to spark your own revolution to change history for the better. Welcome to the most serious happiness podcast in this multiverse. Welcome to the Golden Mike Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. (laughs) Amazing. Yes. Welcome to the Golden Mike podcast. Oh, what a what a wacky wild turn of events it has been in all of our lives, my life included. Um, but I can't be more excited to have my friend on right now because that's what I need to be surrounded by right now is my friends, um, especially my mouthy ones, uh, uh, my mouthy hypnotherapy NLP friends uh who are not life coaches they're result coaches uh my friend fiona who's who's uh been with me, but we've we've worked together. This has been a couple of years, yeah, now, I feel, so, right? Sure. We've known each other in the circuit. We've known each other in the circuit. We've done some speaking. We've done some coaching together. Uh, we've traveled to different uh, events together and stuff like that. This is, and now we're on the podcast. Woo-hoo. I'm excited. You do not sound. You do not sound at all excited. <laughs> my dog is licking my feet right now. <laughs> And this is what it will be like the whole time we're here. I don't, I don't even know where to start with that. Um, here's the first three pages of my my dialogue with you ripping them up. Your dog is licking your fucking feet. What is happening? Oh, because right I put now? her bone away because she wants to play, and I'm like, no, I'm busy. I'm with my friend right now. Exactly. Do something with that bone. I'm, I, I have to speak to Fiona for a second here. <laughs> I need to speak to Fiona, the friend and hypnotherapist and NLP person to help me get out of my phone. Oh, I'm here for you, my friend. Oh, I I know you've always been here. Uh, You know what? What what my favorite thing is, is uh, for those of you who who, uh, are uh, actually are listening, this is the first time I'm going to announce it. Like my father has passed. So um, Fiona's really been there. Um, And in Filipino culture, uh, we have a... these prayer services for nine days straight after after someone is gone and we really want to make sure the ass gets to heaven right um and uh so fiona came to the to one of the prayer services and it was via zoom she's in her car (laughs) well everyone's praying and i turned to her and i'm like will will fiona redo the next part of the rosary i gotta go knowing she has no rosary were you were you scared shitless at that point or you know what mark i was was concerned that you were gonna ask me to do something and i'm like i don't I can barely say the Lord's Prayer. I don't know this stuff. And I, <laughs> this would be so disrespectful for me to get up in here. <laughs> so I, you know what you should have done? You should have, you should have hypnotized her. I could have, if I didn't know. You should have done a, You should have done like a group I hypnosis. <laughs> 
<laughs> Snap us out of it. Snap us out of it. He's in heaven. He's in heaven. We can we can use the next eight days to like uh, celebrate now. Exactly. You know? um, but it was it was really awesome. It was really awesome to see you know someone who I've known for a long time, and you know w- with these things like podcasts and um, uh, the Joy Revolution, Make Money Coaching, all the things that we've been a part of. You you grow to be more than just like clients and coaches with each other's like in real time like i've seen you mature in terms of of where you wanted to go with your life what was going on i've i'm i'm hoping you've seen me mature because i've i've definitely felt it i've 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 felt this growing confidence and so it's great to have you on the show and and really see where we can go with this mofo well i'm really glad to be here mark you know and you know i was really like i don't want to do this i don't want to do this um I know you were real. I know I was. I know I was. But here I am because I'm jumping in with both feet because the thing with resistance for me is that that's the piece when I know I really need to jump. And so here Mm. I am. Well, let's talk about you being here. What is that? You jumped. It's too late. You're in you're in the water. Like what 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 do you think as someone who has been exploring the subconscious, the un unconscious for for a while now and and i think that you you know you're pretty much it's pretty much the same training like this the unconscious controls so much 95 percent of yep what what we think what we think we're in control of we we actually have very little to to no control over um so what do you would you say looking at this from an observer's perspective would be what's been holding you back from putting yourself out there on your friend's podcast? Uh, Well, I mean, we always, I mean, we go back to that good old friend limiting belief, right? Like I'm not worthy. I'm not good (laughs) enough. I suck. Nobody loves me. Nobody wants to hear my voice, blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and that's, what's been holding me back from a lot of things. Like I started on this coaching world, two and a half, three years ago. Right. Um, and I have been up and down and all over the place. And it was not until I found hypnotherapy and NLP that I really got my shit together because what it did was I released all of the crap that was holding me back. All of those, I'm not good enough. You know, nobody wants to hear my voice. All of that shit is gone now using the hypnotherapy and the NLP techniques that I've learned and that, you know, we're working on with you. And because once we change those things, we're unstoppable. Now, now you're talking about your limiting beliefs, almost being literally pulverized the way that you're talking to me right now. Like these aren't things that come back. No, they're not. They're not. I mean, they try. Okay. So once we actually get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, for myself, I mean, so, I had, um, you know, one of the techniques that we do is when we release these negative emotions, right? And if you think about it, like a pearl necklace, right? And the first mm-hmm. pearl on the necklace is the very first time you ever felt sadness or anger, or guilt or whatever that one of the five that we typically do. And then we release that emotion. We keep the memory and we keep the lessons, but we release the emotion attached to it. And then you move forward in your timeline and you push it all off, just like pushing the pearls off the necklace. Right. So that, so all, it's, it's almost like a chain reaction. Yeah, like yeah. You get to the source, 
And, and you, you push all those things. Exactly. Exactly. So that all that's left is our memories because the memories are important and the lessons yeah. that we learned from those memories. What's kind of cool is that like, that's, that sounds like the closest thing to time traveling. It kind right? of is. Like you get bit by a dog when you're like, we're working on your timeline. Oh, exactly. That's that's actually the work we're doing right. right now. But it does feel like time traveling because you go back and uh, you know you change the way that you had viewed something. Like you know, uh, a, a dog bit you, and then you're afraid of dogs your entire life. Right. Right. Um, you go back to that moment and you confront the dog. You understand that it was scared, and and you stepped on its tail, and then suddenly that fear goes right. away. Right. Right. And because what is the lesson that you learned from that moment was that uh, I'm not going to step on the dog's tail. Right. And, and the dog is afraid and I am, and, and we're using words like I am right. And so I am compassionate. I am caring. I am understanding. So the lesson from that moment is that I get where that dog came from. I understand why he bit me. Right. Yeah. Um, But now I'm not, afraid anymore because now I am compassionate and caring and understanding. And then you take that and you use that through all of the events in your life where you had that same emotion. That's so cool. That's so cool. Now, when you and I did it, I had identified times before I was born. Oh, yes, you did. When the emotion, (laughs) you're like, man, you went back. You did. I went like, yeah, I went like, I, I went really far back in some places, like some places, like I dare I say I was like a humanoid character. It, was hard when it, it wasn't even when like we were a, doing this. I had visions of you as this very elemental being like I could like, like almost like a little earth fairy, right? Like, like very yeah. browns and greens. And you were just part of the earth when we were doing this. So, so does this need to work with someone who doesn't believe in that, that kind of stuff? No, it doesn't. Like if someone doesn't believe in past lives. No, because when you do it, right. I mean, you when there's a technique to it, right. And, and the, the practitioner like myself will guide you there. Um, but it's where your subconscious mind takes you. So for myself, one of the ones was fear. Um, and when I released the fear, I actually went back to a past life and it's a, it's a past life that I've known I've had for a while. And I was like a social justice warrior in medieval times. Mm-hmm. And I was burned at the stake. That's that's probably why. That's probably why you and I are exactly because you were a social justice warrior, and uh, I was a racist <laughs> in medieval times. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so when I got when I was and I was burned at the stake in that life. And prior to doing this technique, there was always a fear. And I stopped using my voice because when I used my voice, Mm. I bad things happened. So when I went back to that moment in time in my past life where I then I released that fear of using my voice and the lessons that I took was that I am powerful. I am strong. I am a voice of the people, right? Like all of those things. And I yeah, like the pearl. I let go of all those pearls on that necklace and boom, here we are. Boom. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it, it's insane. Um, uh, in a good way, yeah. uh, in terms of uh, what you're doing, why has NLP itself gotten sort of this bad rap? Um, well, 
Because when I think NLP, I think like salesy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people. Yeah. The people that I have come in contact with have been very, very authentic. But I know that there's like the, the, you know, people talk about NLP and it's just brainwashing and it's just like fake and it's not real. Um, But it is actually really real because we're working on, like when you think of the the definition, neuro is your nervous system, right? Let's do your visual, your auditory, Mm -hmm. your kinesthetic, your olfactory and your gustatory, right? So your five senses. Mm -hmm. And then the linguistic is how do you see the world? Right. Mm. And, and how do, how do the representations in the world? And then the programming Mm. is, is how do we, how do you put all that crap together in your mind? Right. So it's how we run our communications. So when you're talking to someone and they use a lot of words, like, um, I was running late. Um, that water is really fast. Like those are all kind of kinesthetic words. So when you start to communicate with that person, you start communicating using the same type of words. And then what happens is, is you, you build this rapport and you're able to communicate and, and you see where this person is coming from and how they think, which is really cool. Mm. Okay. Okay. So this is uh, like anything, this, this can be used, um, for devious purposes or it could be used for, 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 uh, for positive change. And, and, and the core of it I'm thinking is coming from a, a good place. Absolutely. Right. Now, now, what is the what are the nuances between hypnosis and NLP? Because both work on the unconscious. Yes, yes. So with with NLP, we kind we use some of the hypnotic techniques, the hypnotic language, okay, to get people into the trance, but not and like when you do hypnotherapy, like you and I have done the hypnotherapy sessions where you're out, right? Like you're done. Um, but with NLP, so I've heard. you get them into a sort of a lighter trance and you start communicating with people the way they communicate with the world. You start seeing the world, how they see the world, and you use that for them to start getting their unconscious mind to start doing the work. Does that make sense? Uh, it kind of does. It kind of does. Like, uh, I've only had one other encounter with an NLP person. Now, I don't know what what the hell happened with this one. I wanted some help with uh with with, with some uh, transitions I was going through. Um, the next thing he said is, "Don't touch my shoulder," and I was like, "What?" And and uh, like I was like, "Is is he?" Is he priming me or something like that? And the next thing I know, we were doing these exercises that were like muscle tests. And like um, it looked like he was separating my course, corpus callosum. Like he, he was having me look through my left eye and my right eye and say things. And, and, and like, that could very well be because, Mark, there is a master practitioner level. And there's two levels higher than what I have. Okay. So something like that. But all, all, yeah. Yeah. Something like that could very well be. I, I can't. I, I don't know. To to say I was in a trans, like I I, I told my partner I was going to be back in. He said maybe ten fifteen minutes tops. It was an hour and a half mm-hmm. that felt like fifteen minutes. Yeah, and uh, I mean. Like literally, uh, he did these things and he goes, you can touch me now. And when he did that, I like hugged him like a father. I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) it was like a shriek of like, I don't know what happened. It was like this shriek. Wow. Uh, But like stuff was coming out, man. Uh, Stuff was coming out. And then we were in a restaurant and it it was, it was interesting. Yeah. It was was really interesting. Yeah. And so I want to talk. 
Sorry, I was going to say NLP can be used for like coaching purposes. It can be used for trauma purposes, right? For releasing trauma. It can be used in sales, increasing your sales, right? Because when you know how to speak to your clients, then you increase your sales because you're speaking the same language. Okay. Now, when you're talking about speaking the same language, are you talking about like those things called frames? Yes. Okay. What what do they mean by frames? Uh, so, okay. Now, now you're... To me, it feels like you're trying to dominate one over the other. No. So what happens is is with frames, and I could be really wrong because that's just who I am. Um, you passed the test. I passed. Exactly. I passed the test. I paid. I got my certificate. No, I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. Um, so, so if you are an auditory kinesthetic person, right? So you use words that you communicate with using words that are all about auditory, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, so you, things are, you're hearing like, um, oh, how do I even say this? Oh, for the love of Pete. Um, I hear the water is running really fast today. I hear, um, or the, when you use words that are auditory type words, they mm-hmm. think using their auditory part of their brain. Kinesthetic, they use the, the movement and you can be both. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and of course, olfactory and gustatory, right? Like that's your sense of smell and your sense of taste, right? So all of those things, and you put all of these together, um, then it becomes that communication style. So what kind of analysis have you done on on you based on on language? Oh, oh you uh, are. Oh, that, hold that, on a minute. Make, uh, you are. Oh, what are you are not auditory? You're auditory digital, I think. Because you think about it. I'm auditory digital. That sounds like I like uh, Daphne. Yeah. <laughs> but you think about things, right? Like you're very much a thinker. Yes. Okay. Um, so what would be your response to an auditory digital? An auditory digital? I would start speaking to them using the similar type words. I would start communicating okay. with words that are about, um, you know, I hear what you're saying. Okay. Right? Um, that's a great one. Okay. Or listen to listen to this piece. So using okay. those words, then what happens is, is your subconscious is like, oh, he, she's talking my language. Uh, she's talking my language. So now we can start communicating and we build rapport. And then that's the power of rapport. Yeah. And then yeah. we are able to do whatever work we need to do together. Okay. So it's it's almost like syncing up yes. with the other yeah. person and, and uh, syncing up in a language that will be most effective yes. for them. Because for myself, I mean, right. I'm not, I, I don't do the sales, right? Like I'm not a salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the point of this podcast, yeah. oh, I want to sell my of- programs, but I'm not like a car salesman. I'm not a salesman for yeah. whatever. Right. Um, the, the, um, oh, now I'm gone. It's gone, Mark. It's gone. <laughs> this is what happens. I love it. Dog is licking her foot. This is the problem. You get someone, you get a genius on the phone and they let their dog lick their feet and we can't remember anything. No. Oh, I know what it was. I, for me, it's helping my clients move past the piece where they're stuck. Right. And and so if I can communicate with, like, if I can't communicate with you, you and I are never going to, you're never going to get unstuck because your subconscious is never going to say, oh, I get, she gets me. Hey, it's Mark. I hope you're digging the Golden Mike podcast. 
If you have or are just starting your own revolution fueled by joy, there's a site I created for you. If you, like me, believe that personal growth is simply not enough, if you, like me, are committed to changing history for the better in both micro and macro ways, check out joyrevolution.com. In there, you'll find an archive of our over 200 Golden Mike Live Facebook shows and, of course, our podcast that you're currently listening to. Check out the blogs highlighting how positive psychology and joy theory apply to your everyday life. There's even some cool clips from our Joy Revolution course geared towards influencers, speakers, writers, and change agents. It's all there. Go to joyrevolution.com. That's joyrevolution.com. Let's get back to the episode. Well, let me ask you this. Um, uh, We know this. Affirmations don't really fucking work. They don't work um, if you don't believe them. Right. And so uh, in, in, in many ways, we ourselves will try to give ourselves affirmations and we can do it 99% of our free time during the day. And it's still not enough. Why does it usually take like uh, uh, another person or a coach or, uh, a, you know, a success coach, an NLP person working with the person so that they, they actually pick up what they've always wanted to pick up. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you're right. I can, I can write out my affirmations every day and I'm like, I am powerful. I am strong. I am right. Like all of those things, but until I internalize them and they're just words yeah. on a paper. But when you start using the NLP and the hypnotherapy in particular, because that's really my passion is the hypnotherapy piece is that mm-hmm. we open up that critical faculty line that's between your conscious and your subconscious. And what happens is, is the information then gets into your subconscious mind. So when the affirmations are given to you, when you're in a trance, it's not just words on a paper. Now it's actually in your subconscious mind doing the things it needs to do. So your subconscious is like, yeah, you are fucking awesome. And it's not just a piece of paper on a, on a, a, I have it stuck on my wall right now, you know, because it's now internalized. It's embedded in who I am. Okay. So, so this really is uh, a a step before you, you, you put in the, uh, the, the affirmations that all of this is preparation to insert those affirmations or take away what's blocking. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's stuff that we really want to do, but it's, it's almost because we're in our own meat suit. We can't get yeah. out of it. And, and and we kind of need someone to help us kind of be an, an observer and a facilitator. Right. Well, that it, picture I say, well, it wasn't a great picture because I'm not a graphic designer, right? Like all of those affirmations, mm-hmm. all of those words were words that you said. Yes. And so yes. those now have been internalized. Because yes. now this was something that she, oh my gosh, you guys, you got to do, you got to try this. This, this thing was wild. It was like a timeline thing that, that, that we had done. And then as a result of the timeline, words came mm-hmm. up that, uh, were, were very much like pro voice, yes. pro, right? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it, it was, it was very cool. Um, I want to, 
Uh, I'm going to get back to the hypnotherapy in a second and the NLP and all that good stuff in in a second. I want to talk about some of the pearls that you've let go of uh, in the process of me knowing you or in the process of you going through the NLP. And and some of those pearls being pearls that you developed this lifetime. Yes. Right. Um, Particularly, uh, you know. Uh, growing up, uh, you're born in Canada, right? Uh, moved four times uh, because of the military. Yep. Your dad was in the military. Um, Canada, England, France, uh, you're all over the, that sort of place. You grew up in a noisy kind of yep. house. And all along, there were little pearls that were being added to the, the necklace, yeah. right? And, and so um, what were... What was your story when you were when when you were young and you were moving around? Um, what do you remember? What do you remember life being? Well, it, it, it's funny you ask because uh, you know when people used to say what was your childhood like, I would say I had a typical childhood of the sixties. You know, my dad worked, my mom stayed at home. I was the youngest of six siblings. We all went to school. Life was good. No abuse, no neglect. We always had everything we needed. Right. Now, my mom passed, uh, it must be five years ago now, I think this year would be five years. Um, isn't that terrible? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's a whole other story. But I had actually um, a, a, a spiritual reading with someone and my mom came through and she had things that she needed to say to me and I was like and she needed to apologize and I'm like well she doesn't have anything to apologize for and and the medium just kept pushing and pushing and pushing until it came up that she wanted to apologize for always leaving me alone and then I started thinking about it I was like oh you're right I was alone a lot as a child I was you know my mom never played with me I don't remember her playing with me um but she was also running a house. That's what she did at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I learned to ride my bike by myself. I can have, you know, I, when I learned how to whistle, I can clearly remember sitting at the top of the stairs learning to whistle. And she was downstairs doing laundry. And I don't remember, like, I'm sure she must, she, I'm assuming she said way to go, but there was no big celebrations. And I always, always remember that when I had my tonsils out at five, it was the only time she ever yes. made homemade fried chicken and I had jello for supper and I and I don't remember giving any special treatment like nothing you know and yet, that's a big ass pearl yeah right and when my son was five you get homemade fried exactly, chicken exactly when my son was five or six jello. he broke his arm and I you know and my daughter had her tonsils out I couldn't do enough for them but I didn't sure. put all of those things together until she actually, we had a chat and she wanted to apologize for all, for leaving me alone. But she also knew that I was strong enough to be okay with it. And other kids needed her more than I did. Um, but man, I tell you that fucking hurt because I was just a little kid. I just, right. just a little kid. Right. So, I mean, five years old, uh, six, four years old, you, you, you can't discern exactly. you. Right. Exactly. And then when I take on a lot. Did yeah. this releasing the the negative emotion, one of the another one we did was guilt. And the you know, the person that was doing this with me, we got to where I thought and she said there's more there and she kept pushing and pushing and pushing until I actually got to the moment of my birth. 
And I released all of the guilt because the story that I was always told was that I was, my parents were supposed to have a brand new house and my mom got pregnant with me. Yeah. So like, and I never, it wasn't until, you know, I put it all together. It was like, Oh, all that guilt. And when I released it, it was like, I don't feel guilty over being born again anymore because I did. Sure. I did. Sure. Um, and now I can look at my childhood and go, I get, I get it. I totally get it. I don't feel lonely. I don't feel sad or any of those things. I look at my childhood now as like, yeah, my mom was busy. She was busy. Yeah. Now, now the thing is, is, is when, when you're doing that kind of regression, you're going to an, a regression to your birth, yeah. right? Um, uh, it, it's something that few people can say that they can recall. Right. 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 Um, is this something that was uh, a, a, a high, highly, a highly sensitive, vivid memory, or or is this kind of like a a, a nebulous memory that you kind of uh, created other stories out of, and you know, uh, you know, if if you hadn't been told, uh, uh, you would have never felt guilty. Um, oh, when I, when I was in the moment and I went back to that, that point of time, I don't like me, like I don't have a vision of me coming out of my mother, but I have the feeling, this feeling of going from this dark place to this beautiful, bright world. So that's okay. the feeling, but the, the piece about the guilt, I mean, I, I saw a psychiatrist years ago, years ago, who said that I live in a box of guilt Ooh. and I was like, Oh yes, I suppose I do. <laughs> <laughs> right like he said and, and and depending on where i am in my life that box gets bigger or smaller and that stuck with me and i never really put the two depending on where you are in your life that box gets bigger yeah. or smaller i'm like an onion my friend <laughs> you are like an onion Good gosh, I'm I'm usually pretty good with these visuals here. I'm 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 having to draw yeah. this. I mean, this is uh, so, so you're a container of yes. guilt. Yes. <laughs> okay. Just for that, this is what I find fascinating. From being from the point of being born, I mean, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. If if you start with that much yeah. guilt, you know. Um. Now, if you were to go to the same psychiatrist, would they say the same thing? Oh, you still have that container of guilt and it's, you just choose not to. Feel uh, um, I don't feel that container, container of guilt anymore. Like I, the, since I did that technique, I don't feel guilt over anything in my life. Okay. You know, like, okay. you know, decisions that I've made that I'm like, Ooh, should I have done that? Uh, prior to that, I probably would have felt guilt, but now I don't. I'm like, okay, I made the decision and now I just need to move on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting is, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm a Gen Xer. You're you're from the baby boom yeah. era. Um, we both love Hooters, um, which is a proud sponsor of the show, by the way. Uh, I, I wanted to announce Hooters is uh, today's sponsor. But um, kind of the way that we kind of the way that we live our lives and just how much sticks those emotions, yeah. how they stick to us. And and we don't think about how like one thing could be completely, we could completely be carrying it around and it keeps happening and happening and happening and yes. happening. 
you know, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, one of the things I, I, I'm really interested to, to hear from you is, um, you know, for me, like, it's how many years, like two straight years of honoring my father, basically, you know, and, and, and he's gone, you know, uh, two weeks later, he's gone. I'm, I'm, I'm not used to not hearing his footsteps and stuff. I came back here for him and all, you know, um, there's no, uh, malintention or anything like that, but also at the same time, what could, what could possibly be stuck inside me that might be coming out now? as a result of this, like dislodging or what might be sticking as a result of kind of, you know, like the sadness I'm going through, the loneliness I'm feeling. Right. I think this is the natural birth, birth and death cycle. You know, I talk about it all the time. I'm just in the middle of it. I'm in the middle of the friction. What does that look like for someone who does NLP and hypnotherapy um, looking at basically a case study? Of where I'm, you know, prior to my father's death, uh, you knew I was working it yes. hard. My unconscious was yep. getting, my un- unconscious was getting a, 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 a wake up yeah. call, you know. Um, and now there's a, there's definitely a difference here. I'm trying to write as 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 clearly as before, for everything uh, happened, and I'm not. I'm not writing as productively. And you remember some of the stuff that I yes. was writing was some of the most ridiculous yeah. stuff, um, the most honest stuff that I wanted. And that was coming out through hypnotherapy right. sessions. Right. So what is your thought right now in terms of someone who is, I, I guess, emotionally vulnerable? Well, and I mean, I think uh, you are vulnerable, but it's only been two weeks. So you yeah. need to allow yourself the time to grieve because we all know that grief takes however long it takes. Um, yeah. the, but there comes that period where then you get stuck in grief and you can't move forward. I, I don't see you stuck in grief yet. I see you still processing everything, right? Like you missed your dad. Your dad was a huge part of your life and you were a huge part of his life as his, not only as his son, but as his caregiver. So part of that became part of your identity. I am my dad's caregiver. And now that he's no longer there, who is Mark? Right. Who is Mark? Right. So, and, and that identity is an identity that uh, I don't mind releasing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I didn't, you know. So, so that's yeah. the work. You know, you and I will start doing is how do we get? How do we let that mark go? Mark, that mark was here for a period of time. He did everything he needed to do. The, his purpose is now now done. That piece of mark is gone because his dad doesn't need him to be his caregiver anymore. Um, right. So, you know, we can do NLP, we can do um, timeline therapy, we can do hypnotherapy on all of those things to help release those emotions. So, so when you mean stuck, you mean they can be stuck. A person can be stuck anywhere. Yes. Like they can be stuck in the grieving uh, and need to move on or like they, they can like very early on, they could be stuck yes. in the grieving. Right. Or they can be years later, they can be stuck in the grieving or they are at a place that they just cannot they can't figure out why it keeps. Right. Moving. Because because the right. loop started when they were a child. So. Right. So right. For, for grief, you lost someone or something really important to you as a child, that very first event. 
And then what happens is, is if the grief is still there and, and, and you, and it keeps the loop, like you said, right. It keeps coming back Yeah. because you have, you never yeah. learned how to let it go when you were a child, which is totally understandable. Oh yeah. Well, I think one of the things is, is, uh, definitely you and, uh, the hooey. Yeah. That's what we call our band of brothers and sisters um, have really been working with with me on this. And in terms of uh, cyclical patterns, one of the things that I see happening a lot is whenever uh, my metal, my moxie gets tested a little bit like I, I would hide. Yeah. Right. And, um, I, you know, it's, it's still too early to tell. But like this is such a nice excuse for me to take a month off oh, for sure. You know, uh, it's also a nice excuse for me to become a workaholic and I'm not doing either of those right now. You need to get your mind back to some sense of normality. And I hate that word, right? Yeah. But whatever that, that piece that makes Mark who Mark is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, when, 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 when my dad left, uh, uh, part of me left too, you know, right. And, And, and so I, I would hope that, uh, there is transformation that comes from this. Um, why would I, why would someone want to experience death? Not to, uh, uh, you know, have some some sort of transformation right. from that. I mean, th- th- this is probably the most surreal thing ever. You, you know, someone is walking around in front of you. You're interacting with them, and then they literally are gone. Are decaying yeah. right now. Like, yeah, I'm processing. Right. Right? I'm, I'm I'm doing a lot of processing. I, I want to go back to that um, that 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 pearls thing because for me the re- the repeating loop that I think that you guys have helped me with has been um, okay. Don't go back. To, don't always go back to being the goofball people pleaser right. from the Golden Mike show on on the on the Facebook uh, on, on right. Facebook. Um, you guys telling me that there's more to Mark. There's more of the, there's a different kind of Mark when he gets into his passion and it's, it's, it's different. Like he just kind of goes in the zone, you know? And, uh, yeah, that's, I, that's this new unlocked Mark that I think that, um, through a lot of different modalities has come out and the whole repeating thing for me has been the hiding and the people Mm -hmm. pleasing for you with this shame. Yeah. What was the shame reoccurrences looking like for you? What was that string of pearls looking like? Because we're starting out, we're starting out born in shame. You know, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty much a a, a nice little like biblical uh, type of birth there, right? You're born in shame. Jesus will save you now. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, for you know, like what, 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 what was. What did that look like in terms of going through life? Okay, you're you're talking through to uh, a psychiatrist. So at some part, you you wanted a mental health checkup. Oh yeah, I mean, you know. So when I the first time I saw a psychiatrist, and I've seen therapists many times in my 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 life, right? Was we were living in Northern BC. my husband of the time, his father had died quite suddenly. We had two small children. We were living in like Terrace, British Columbia. I don't know if you know where that is, but it's like two and a half hours to Alaska um, from there. Um, didn't know anybody. Um, and so his mental health crashed for the first time there. And I was left to look after him, our home, two children, 
still work, make sure everything was wrapped up. And then when I did things for myself, I felt this horrible guilt and shame that I was actually having fun and laughing with, with, you know, I got involved in a service group at that point because I needed something that was not, I wasn't, you know, you know, the mom or the wife or the employee. I just wanted to be Fiona. So I would do those things. Mm, like something about this is too indulgent. Yes. And so I yeah. felt guilty. And then I would pull back from that. And then I would go back into that miserable, dark place. And it wasn't until the psychiatrist that I was see- seeing said, you live in this box of guilt and you need to take mm. the lid off of it. And I'm like, but I don't know how. And and we did some work and, you know, through therapy and medication and all of that, I came out of that period of my life. And I thought, I never want to go back there. Because I remember really clearly one day he said, have you ever thought of, you know, harming yourself or suicide? And I was like, no, not really. I said, you know, but if I was to ever do it, I would do this. And he he stopped me and he said, oh, no, I didn't say if I said when. And he said, pardon me. I said, what? And he goes, you just said when. And I was like, oh, did I? I didn't even know I was there. No. I didn't I had no clue because I was so busy doing all of the things that I had to do to keep everybody else safe that I didn't realize where I was. So we did a lot of work on that. And, you know, and then I went back to school and, and I, my life got so much better and tell Well, hold on a second. Did that not scare you? You know what? It didn't. It didn't. D- did it not scare you because it was, you weren't afraid of death because it was a, it was a true fundamental uh, Freudian slip or. I, I think it was because I, just- at that time, Mark, I didn't have time to worry about me. I was gotcha. worried about whether my gotcha. husband at the time was going to be alive when I got home. That was a okay. huge piece. Right. So I like, I just, it was like, yeah. I just did not have time and it may have been a Freudian slip or maybe it was my subconscious saying, hello, yeah. we're here reaching out for help. But I mean, I was really fortunate that I had a great support system with my the psychiatrist that I was seeing. And, and my life got better after that. You know, once the meds kicked in and I started doing things and I started, you know, I let go of the guilt as much as I could have, you know, now that okay. I know I could have, if I had known about NLP back then, I'd let go a whole lot earlier. Um, okay. But, you know, it, and my, and my life was fairly good until, you know, until my life wasn't anymore. And then we started that cycle again. Yeah. And and the cycles that you're talking about are, are heavy duty. Cycles. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, my mental health has crashed more times. I mean, like I'm like a crash test dummy for mental health. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've been on all the medication. I've done all the therapy. I know when my mental health now, now I've been there enough times. I know when I'm starting to crash and I, and I know what I need Mm -hmm. to do for myself. And I have never been ashamed to talk about my mental health ever. Mm. Sometimes I don't recognize Um, what's happening, which was the case when I left my career as a social worker, I didn't realize my mental health was in the toilet until it was pointed out to me. And then I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. It is. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I mean, it it was, it was more than burnout. Right. It was, it was like depression. And, yeah, and it, stuff yeah like it was, yeah, it was, de- it was definitely a clinical depression for sure. Okay. That's hard to see. Well, when you, when you go through it, you know, 15 years, I think you, you spent. As yeah. A, a 15 years as a social worker. worker. Yeah. You know, 15 years as a, a social worker, which is probably one of the most high burnout yeah. jobs. I mean, uh, the immersion, the exposure, 
the uh, the uh, microaggressions, the micro traumas, yeah. um, all of that, uh, you know, sticking onto you, uh, you know, and and it also being like, it's not one of the best funded, <laughs> you know, like social work is not one of the best funded pl- pl- things unless you're a Renee right. Brown, right? hope you enjoyed the golden mic podcast there's more good stuff coming your way but until the next episode let's stay in touch yes find us on instagram as the joy rev the joy rev or communicate with like-minded revolutionaries in our facebook group search the joy revolution underground and of course don't forget to check out the classes articles blogs and some serious fun at joyrevolution.com that's joyrevolution.com now until then what will you do to change history for the better let's go out and play shall we press start to begin Thank <laughs> you.